Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Our co-host, Bobby Bell, is joining us. And that was a song from our very first guest, the one and only Miss Lacey J. Dalton. The song was Black Coffee. In the second hour of the show today, we're going to be talking about Mustangs and equine-based therapy with our guests, Lindsay Gabbard and Fred Wool. But right now, 
Now let's take a listen to one more song by Lacey J. Dalton before we bring her on. It's called Taking It Easy. We'll be right back with Lacey J. Dalton. I want to go where the warm winds blow me. I just want to ease my mind. I want to run through the sand and the sun, leaving it all behind. Watch that old moon rising on the horizon, turning from gold to blue. It's just making it easy, taking it easy with you. Somewhere far away, those night birds call my name. I can hear them singing love songs. Just for me and you for a million summer nights. This dream has been the same. It's just you and me and the stars and the sand and the sea. I want to go where the warm winds blow me. I just want to ease my mind. I want to run through the sand in the sun, leaving it all behind. Watch that old moon rise on the horizon, turning from gold to blue. It's just making it easy, taking it easy with you. Every time I look into your emerald eyes, I just want to take you far away. I know you deserve to live in paradise. Babe, you know I'll get you there. Someday. Here we go. I want to go where the warm winds blow me. I just want to ease my mind. I want to run through the sand and the sun. Leaving it all behind. Watch that whole moon rise on the horizon. Turning from gold. Making it easy, taking it easy with you. I want to go where the warm winds blow me. I just want to ease my mind. I want to run through the sand and the sun. Even it's all behind. Watch that old moon rise on the horizon. Welcome back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Taking It Easy, performed by today's featured guest, Lacey J. Dalton. Country hit maker Lacey J. Dalton is having a very exciting year. Between the 40th anniversary of Everybody Makes Mistakes 
from the upcoming 40th anniversary of her signature hit, 16th Avenue. Lacey J. Dalton also recently received her Platinum Award for her, du- for her duet with Willie Nelson on his album, Half Nelson, where Dalton was the only female included on the record. Receiving soon the recipient of the 2022 Lifetime Achievement Award presented by the Josie Music Awards, please welcome to Campfire Cafe returning guest, Lacey J. Dalton. Welcome. Hi, Bobby. What a nice introduction. Thank you so much. Well, you hit all the high spots. <laughs> Thank you. Well, there are there are so many. We wanted to just get you on fast. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad to talk to you. I know you guys are roasting uh, there. I know you're in Nashville. Little bit here right? in Nashville. Yep. Yeah, she's in Albuquerque. I'm in Nashville. What is what's the weather in Albuquerque, Bobby? Oh, we have a, a kind of a, a cooler day. We're only in the high 70s. We've been in the hundreds, oh. but it looks like we might get some rain maybe this afternoon and this evening, which we would love. <laughs> you know, Bobby, my longest friend lives there. We've been friends since we were seven years old. Her name is Mary oh, McFadden, my. and we wrote my very first hit together, which was Crazy oh, Blue Eyes. God. Back in 1979, it started my career, and she she lives there um, in I don't know how you pronounce it. is it Balen or Belen, B E L E N. Oh, Belen. Uh, b- um, yes, it's yes, Belen. Uh, Belen, I think. <laughs> yeah, she lives up near there. But anyway, she said that yeah. you guys have been having some nice, actually, cooler uh, rain, and I, I would just give anything to see some rain up here. I live up in the mountains near the old town of uh, Virginia City in Nevada up above mm-hmm. Reno, and yeah. it has just been, we've had like the drought of droughts. It, I would just give anything for a good rainstorm. It would just be, yeah. it, the earth would love it, I would love it, the animals <laughs> would love it. So we're we're jealous of you. Well, I think our souls Even. need it, don't they, Lacey? Yeah. Oh, I love the rain. I love yeah. I love listening Even. to the rain and, and living up here. It's beautiful where I live. I live up in the Pinion Forest with all these beautiful rock formations. And the largest, uh, arguably the largest herd of wild horses on private land, which isn't a, an Indian reservation, in the country, the Virginia Range Herd up here of Mustangs. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to be, we're going to, we're talking, uh, we're talking with you for a shorter period than we usually do with our guests. Because you have such a busy schedule that you can be leaving <laughs> well, shortly, but, <laughs> but we're going to have to have you come back and we'll talk more about the Mustangs and the horses. Well, I tell you what, um, you should have some of the, the, the fine uh, finest Mustang people around you out there. We we really love our wild horses, and as you know, Gary, they're in terrible trouble. They're rounding up more of them, you know, a lot because of the drought, but just because uh they just my in my personal opinion the bureau of land management just really wants to reduce the herds to almost uh non-viable non-viability that's just after all these years of working with it that's really how i feel about it well one of the things that we do with mustang heritage foundation is find homes for the mustangs that have been you know congratulations great. by the way for being on the board of really one of the great uh, horse rescue operations, and thank you for all the work you've done over all the years. And and my 
condolences really um, go out to Paula uh, for the loss of her husband recently, which I didn't know until we were we were talking earlier. We've lost a great yeah. horse advocate. Yeah, he really was. But, and, and I'll pass that on to her. Uh, I think she's going to be Jerry. listening today, but I'll, I'll pass that on to her. Thank you. But, you know, one of the things, we talked about this just a little bit before we got on the air. I went back, Lacey, and I listened to the very first show that you were on seven years ago. <laughs> and one of the things that I had forgotten, well, there were a couple of things that I had forgotten. Uh, one of the things I would forgotten was that you come from a musical family. Your mom, your dad, your sister all played and sang, and you were not so musical. You yeah. were interested in art and yeah. and uh, went to BYU to study art before you got into music. I yeah, did. The one but thing I, I want to ask, are you still... Took a good, I'm sorry, Gary, excuse me. No, I was just going to ask, are you still are you still involved in art at all? Besides, You know, actually, I have to tell you, it's really funny, the energy that I used to use to draw, because I wanted to be, um, I wanted to uh, be a wildlife um, artist and do landscapes yeah. and wildlife. That was what, I, I still love nature. I, I think... You know, the Lord did a beautiful job with this planet. We're undoing it at a rate untoward, but uh, what we have been given was the most beautiful planet I can ever, I can't imagine a more beautiful place. And um, I wanted to capture that, you know, with paintings. But when I started to write songs and really wrote them in earnest, it's really funny. The energy that you would normally put into a painting that creative energy goes into writing songs now. And so if, oh, I, wow. if I'm having that, I and I really, I don't even think I can draw anymore. I can hardly draw because I oh, have no. not done it for years. I really enjoyed it when I was when I was doing it, and I think I had to, uh, enough talent at least to think about doing that for a living. My son is amazing. He can, um, he's, he's a very wonderful artist. But, um, oh, wow. Uh, and he does that. Yeah, in runs in the, I think it runs in the family, though. Your your mom and your dad and your sister loved music. Your dad was involved in wildlife and was a guide. And, yeah, he well, he you know that may be why I love uh, nature so much because my dad was a, yeah. was a hunting guide. And um, there mm-hmm. was a time when mm-hmm. I was younger that I actually thought about being a taxidermist. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Which was probably, I'm really glad I I'm glad I didn't do that. You know? <laughs> What's that? <Yeah. laughs> I said it's quite a statement for a vegetarian to be a yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm a hypocritarian. I I'm not a, <laughs> okay. entirely a vegetarian. I mean, my dogs. I I don't know what to feed my dogs. You know, if I'm going to eat vegetables, that's not. They tell me that dogs can live on vegetables, but I don't think that science backs that up. And so it's it's not actually it's not actually the eating of animals that bothers me. It's the way we uh, process those animals with with such heartlessness. That's what bothers me. So the reason I don't eat that is just because I'm saying you know I object to this. There's a wonderful thing called the nitrogen chamber that is a completely painless and actually euphoric, inexpensive and doesn't hurt the meat. There's no adrenaline, there's no uh, stuff in the meat. In a, And I wish we had it for people, too. The, the British researcher, there's a thing called um, how to kill a human 
on the BBC. It's oh, a wow. documentary on BBC. And the guy who was doing the documentary actually went into the nitrogen chamber, and he was like two seconds from flatlining, and he was still oh, saying, oh, don't no. come in. Don't come in and get me. I've never felt so oh, great in all my life. I Don't oh, come and get oh, me. Wow. And it's what happens to pilots when they go too far up in the air. And I think, I think if we are going to continue to use animals in this way, I think the least we could do is provide them with, uh, with a euthanasia that it would be painless and euphoric. I'd like to have that myself. When the time comes, I'd like to walk into the nitrogen chamber and, you know, eat an apple. And I watched a young uh, pig, a very healthy young pig. He went into the nitrogen chamber. He walked up. He took an apple from a basket. He ate the apple and lay down. He got back up and got another apple, lay down, went to sleep, and that was that. In about as much oh, wow. time as it takes to tell you. No trauma, no struggle. Wow. You know, it was amazing. I keep, I keep pushing this out into the world saying, you know, these nitrogen chambers are not expensive. They are really not dramatic, and they do not allow a lot of stuff to get in meat that normally does from fear. Yeah. Yeah. Terror. Well, that, you know, should and agony. that should be something looked at. That really should be. <laughs> well, I, I, I mentioned Let's get it every back time. to music now. Let's let's get back to music because you mean we don't want to talk about cattle and eating cows and stuff. <laughs> well, we could, but we'll have to have you back. There are a lot of things we can talk about with you. But the 40th anniversary. Does it seem like 40 years since you had done your first? I think your first performances were maybe in bars up in Utah or somewhere. Well, like I, I actually did. I actually sang folk music for many years before I got my record deal. Okay. Uh, and and I was out in California. I was in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and um, I spent a lot of time there singing and writing uh, what you would now call Americana, what we call folk music. Right. And um, it was... Uh, but it does not, you're right, 40 years, I, old people used to say, oh, you can't believe, you know, it, the time goes so fast, you know, you won't believe how fast the time goes. I used to think, why do they say that? Why do they always say mm-hmm. that? Uh, now I know, because <laughs> it does seem like that. It doesn't seem like 40 years ago, but when I hear my voice, I sound like such a little girl, such... I want to go. When you go different. back and listen, mm-hmm. Over your career, you're saying mm-hmm. from when you mm-hmm. started, mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. even even the uh, the first independent uh, CD that I made in about 2006, my voice doesn't it sounds so young to me. I like my voice actually better now than I did then. Well, it's, it's a more your mature voice, is voice. It's stronger. Yeah. 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 So, so talented, so talented. Well, I, I want to get to one of the songs that that. Everybody knows and loves, and uh, it's kind of funny, Lacey, because my wife is a singer-songwriter. Her, she, her, she's Mary Kay, and uh, when she came to Nashville to visit me for the first time before we got married, her first place to write was with Wood Newton, and that was on 16th Avenue at Chet Atkins. She's lovely. And, and you How know is where she, that by is. By the way, is she is she well? She's doing, she's doing fine. She is really enjoying living here in Nashville now. And oh, I'm really glad. Yeah, well, thank you. But uh, this song, 
is, I guess, your signature song, you know, 16th Avenue. How did how did you get together with Tom on this song? Well, actually, I didn't. And I was talking to even Stevens the other day, who was one of the writers of Black Coffee, which was my last really big radio hit in 1992. Um, yeah. Even till I, even. Uh, the guy who wrote 16th Avenue, uh, Tom Schuyler, is a fellow Pennsylvanian, and he was right. a carpenter in Even Stevens' Evergreen Studios. And as I remembered it, even didn't remember it this way, even didn't remember this, but I do think this is the, uh, you know, I'm, this is the story I tell, is that Even heard the song uh, and took it to, uh, and Even always liked my voice, and he took it to uh, Billy Sherrill, who was my producer, and Billy held the song for me and brought me in to listen to the song and he said in his nasal voice well see I found this song for somebody and I said <laughs> well it's funny that he played it for me and I said well it better be for me and it was and I, so I have to thank both Tom Schuyler and even Stevens even though even does not remember but we're both of that age where we don't remember things all that great in the past I mean, I, the people, yeah, we're, we're about that the time same we took that yeah. white water yeah. trip no I don't yes yeah. I'm yes <laughs> well, it is a great song, and uh, and I have to play this one, and it's going to be coming up. Is it September? This is the 40th anniversary? I believe so. I believe so. That's wow. what they tell me. Unreal. That, Unreal. Yeah. Wow. 16th Long Avenue, time. Lacey J. Dawson. Thank you. Back just a minute. From the corners of the country. From the cities and the farms With the years and years of living Topped up underneath their arms Walk away from everything Just to see a dream come true So God bless the boy to make the noise On 16th Avenue With a million dollar spirit and an old flat top guitar They drive to town with all they own In a hundred dollar car Cause one time someone told them About a friend of a friend they knew Who owns you know a studio on 16th Avenue Now some are born to money They've never had to say survive And others swing a nine-pound hammer Just to stay alive There's cowboys, drunks, and Christians Mostly white and black and blue They've all dialed a phone Collect a home In 16th Avenue But then one night in some empty room Where no curtains ever hung Like a miracle Some golden words rolled Off of someone's tongue After years of being nothing They're all looking right at you And then for a while You go in style on 16th Avenue Oh, it looks so uneventful, so quiet and discreet. But a lot of love 
heal me blind Money's just a token Stranger than I love Even stranger than he seems The honesty I thought we had Was some crazy thing I dreamed Another B-grade movie For life's big silver screen For the king of hearts, he always takes the queen. Ooh, ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Everybody makes a mistake. Everybody makes a mistake. Everybody makes a mistake. Everybody takes and takes. Take my love Love's foretaken Break my heart My heart's forbreaking The strangers that we love Are often stranger than they seem The honesty we talk about Someone's crazy dream Another B-grade movie Or life's big silver screen By the king of hearts He always takes the queen Ooh, ooh, baby Ooh, ooh, baby Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody takes and takes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody takes and takes. Everybody makes I can't believe it's been 40 years since you and Jim have been married. 
82. Yeah, we, it's, uh, I feel like we just blinked and here we are. And she's right. You know, you hear that when you're young. Oh, the time's gone so fast. It feels like it's speeding up now, you know. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. Well, it was fun visiting with her, and I appreciate what she had to say about the uh, the wild horses and the mustangs. And uh, one of the things that Lacey has done is she's very involved with uh, the wild mustangs there in Nevada, and she has mm-hmm. established the Let Her Run Foundation. And so I'm going to get to a song that she did called Run, Mustang, Run, and uh, we'll come back and talk more about mustangs horses and events that are coming up on that and uh, we'll be back in just a moment but this is Run Mustang Run it's Lacey J. Dolphin Different 
Run Mustang Run, Lacey J. Dalton. And she has established the Let Her Run Foundation. I think her website, Bobby, is LaceyJDalton.com, I believe, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And LaceyJDalton.com? Um, yep. And I'm just on there. And in the top left corner, there's her logo for Let Em Run Foundation. And you can click on that. And then you go to all the information about the Let Em Run Foundation, preserving, recovering, and providing sanctuary and homes for America's wild horses and burros. That's right. That's right. So it's a great, great thing that she's got going with the Let Em Run Foundation. And, uh, and they provide sanctuaries for the Mustangs. One of the things that we were talking about that was the Mustang Heritage Foundation. I happen to be a board member of the Mustang Heritage Foundation, and the mission for Mustang Heritage Foundation is to help find homes for these Mustangs that have been gathered and are in BLM, Bureau of Land Management, holding facilities. And so we do that through uh, extreme Mustang makeovers and adoption events around the country, as well as our trainers and center program. And uh, and those are some of the things that Lacey was referring to when she was talking about when she was talking about the Mustang Heritage Foundation. One of the things that we do every year, Bobby, and I know you're coming this year, is we host an annual rendezvous. You didn't answer that question. I <laughs> I, I didn't because we'll we're <laughs> going to be out of town the week before that attending Swarfa in. Uh, in Texas, and so we wouldn't. We are not able to do two events back to back. All right, but anyway, Rendezvous 2022 is sponsored by Equestrian Legacy Radio, and uh, and every year we host an event uh, either in Tennessee or another location to benefit some uh, charity or foundation. And so this year again, we are benefiting the Mustang Heritage Foundation. And uh, that event is taking place September the 29th through the October through October 1st, and that will be held at the Circle E Guest Ranch in Winchester, Tennessee. We've held that event there, I think, six years. Uh, mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. facility, beautiful facility, great food, Bobby. I know you like food, so they have great food there, and 120 miles of trails to ride. But uh, we have our International Western Music Association folks that are going to be performing there, award-winning entertainers, both on Friday and Saturday night. And uh, if you are coming for Rendezvous 2022 and staying, then that's included. But uh, tickets will be available for the Friday and Saturday night shows at eventbrite.com, and they will be available on Saturday. First, we'll post a link to that on our Facebook page and on Instagram as well. But uh, some great, great talent that's going to be performing. So we have trail riding. We have music concerts. This year, uh, Craig Cameron's Extreme Cowboy Race mm-hmm. will be there. And yeah, that will t- be on Saturday. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, would you take a moment and tell us about Extreme, uh, about this and the Extreme uh, Cowboy Association? Well, the Extreme Cowboy Association is something that uh, Craig Cameron started years and years ago. And so they have a, 
They have a uh, national championship, and we actually hosted that for two years. And then they have a world mm-hmm. championship that's held out in Texas uh, a little bit later this year. And um, the extreme cowboy race, I mean, it's like horses going nuts for uh, <laughs> individually. They run a an obstacle course. And so it is a timed event, but it's also judged on how they handle the various obstacles that they're encountering as they do their race. And so uh, this year will be kind of a regional type thing. That's going to be taking place on Saturday, September the 30th. And uh, we'll start at 9 o'clock. It's free to the public. You can come and watch. These guys are going to be competing, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And I was just informed that we've got a young fellow from Australia that's going to come and compete this year, as well as some world champion Mustangs that are going to be competing in the event. So that will be a lot of fun, but that's going to be on Saturday afternoon from like 9 to nine to 6 o'clock, something like that. Then dinner will be served, and then uh, concerts will start both on Friday and Saturday night at 7 o'clock. So you can find out more about Rendezvous 2022 by going to our website, equestrianlegacy.net, and the menu bar, just click on Rendezvous 2022, and it will give you all of that information, and there are links to make your reservations both at Circle E Guest Ranch and at Best Western in Winchester, Tennessee. And be sure and mention Rendezvous if you want to get a discount for your hotel reservations there. But it's going to be a whole lot of fun, and, uh, and we look forward to putting that on. And, again, that is to benefit the Mustang Heritage Foundation. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'd kind of like to get to another song right quick. Our good friend, Mr. Willie Nelson, who had the platinum record, uh, Half Nelson, that Lacey sang on, is going to do one for us right now called Ride Me Back Home. And we'll come back in just a minute on Equestrian Legacy Radio's Campfire Cafe. Back and saddle, you took the wound in your side. You pulled the sleds and you pulled the wagons. You gave them somewhere to hide. Now they don't need you, and there's no one to feed you, and there's fences where you used. Wrong. I wish I could gather up all of your brothers and you would just ride me back home. Ride me back home to a much better place. Blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space. Somewhere where they would just leave you alone Somewhere that you could call home And you would just ride me back home 
place up in the foothills where green grass is precious as gold. I paid a fortune for what little I got here, but you know that I'd sell my soul. all the mountains, the rivers and valleys, the places where you need to roam. I would just gather up all of your brothers, and you would just ride me back home. Ride me back home to a much better place. Blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space Somewhere where they would just leave you alone Somewhere that you could call home And you would just ride me back home Ride me back home to a much better place Blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space Somewhere where they would just leave you alone Somewhere that you could call home And you would just ride me back home Stranger, Mr. Willie Nelson. <laughs> song is Ride Me Back Home. I think I guess Willie's kind of gray-headed now. Not so red-headed. <laughs> but a great song. Aren't we all? <laughs> hey, I want to, I want to, yeah, yeah, I can't talk. <laughs> I wanted uh, <laughs> to congratulate you and Jim because August the 4th, you're kicking off your new program, Rendezvous with the Writer, that's taking place on Talk Radio. I mean, this woman has more radio shows that she's part of <laughs> than anybody I know. Uh, but uh, but congratulations on that. So tell us what time and, and uh, a little bit about that. Sure. Thank you. Well, for the last seven years on Thursday nights, I've been the co-host of a program called The Writer's Block on LA Talk Radio. And uh, we've read a book a week, and we interviewed that author uh, talking about the book and the creative process, and it was a huge part of my life. Um, really, really enjoyed it. And unfortunately, the host, Jim Christina, passed away suddenly, and my husband, Jim, and I decided to pick it up and carry it forward. We needed a few weeks to kind of get ourselves together and we will follow in Jim's footsteps of sort of the format, but we're going to change up a little bit about our guest list. So uh, we will have uh, probably uh, two authors a month, and then the other two weeks we'll be talking to a poet or a songwriter or uh, somebody who supports the written word, like uh, publicists, um, publishers, editors, bloggers, and so forth, um, because they are very important as well. And we're unscripted, we're informative, we hope, and entertaining, we hope. 
Um, Jennifer Heron, a publicist and the wife of Bobby Marquez, is going to join us, for instance, on September 29th. She is doing a workshop at the International Western Music Association's conference in uh, November, and she's going to talk about uh, how you get interviews and how to prepare for an interview and how to work with a publicist. And I thought, you know, that's uh, new writers um, who are often our audience for this show, as well as readers, would probably find that really interesting. And Bobby will join us as well so we can talk about songwriting and the written word through songwriting. So um, we didn't think that we would get booked through the end of December quickly, but we actually almost are. We have like four openings uh. left. <laughs> Um, one of our guests will be, I think would be interesting uh, to this audience, is an author, Diane, um, Diane Stillman. She's going to be with us October 13th, and um, she is a fabulous writer. Um, she has a book, Mustang, the Saga of the Wild Horse in the American, I'm sorry, the Saga of the Wild Horse in the American West. This is a fabulous book. Um, she is primarily a nonfiction writer, and she also has a great one on Sitting Bull and um, Buffalo Bill called um, uh, Blood Brothers that looks at the relationship between those um, two iconic legendary men. That is another fabulous, um, fabulous book. And on um, August 11th, our uh, second, we start next week, but our second guest, August 11th, is a writer named San, uh, Randy Samuelson-Brown. She has a hot new Western fiction book called Brand Chaser, set in contemporary Colorado, and her main character is a female brand inspector, and I didn't know this, Gary, but rustling is still a problem in the West. And this book um, addresses that. Um, we, we kick off our very first show with Henry Park. He's been with us the first Thursday of every month for seven years. He's the film reviewer for True West Magazine. And um, he will uh, talk to us about what's happening in Western film and on the big screen and little screen. And we'll also talk about how do you get a job being a film reviewer for a major magazine and C. Courtney Joyner, our good friend Court, will join us as well. He was our very first guest on the writers on um, the writers block. We've known Court a really long time. He's a fascinating guy. He knows everything to know about movies, writing um, screenplays, directing film. He's just a fabulous, uh, fabulous gentleman. And so we're going to um, start the series off with Henry and Court, and um, I think we'll be off and running. So you can find out more about it at the OutWest Shop website, outwestshop.com, and on the toolbar, look for OutWest Live, and then Rendezvous with a Writer is the very first radio show listed in that drop-down menu. And uh, tune in, 6 o'clock uh, Pacific Time, LA Talk Radio, Dot com uh, to hear us live, and then it'll become a podcast link um, almost immediately that I'll, that I'll post there. So thank you for Exciting giving me a stuff. moment to talk about this project. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Well, we're going to talk more about Mustangs and, uh, and the way that horses 
change people's lives in just a moment because coming up will be Saddle of America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We're going to take a listen to a song by Mr. Bruce Springsteen called Chasing Wild Horses, and we'll be back to talk with our guest today. Guess it was something I shouldn't have done Guess I regret it now Ever since I was a kid Trying to keep my temper down Chasing wild horses Chasing wild horses Chasing wild horses Left my home, left my friends I didn't say goodbye I contract out the BLM Upon the Montana line Chasing wild horses Chasing wild horses Where I sun and after sundown There's two men in the chopper Two on the saddle on the ground The evenings we hop in the picker Heading to town for a drink Make sure we're till so damn tired Way too tired to think You lose track of time It's all just storms blowing through You come rolling across my mind Your hair flashing Like wild horses Just like wild horses Just like wild horses
Mr. Bruce Springsteen, Chasing Wild Horses. Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt, and joining me out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. And right now, we want to welcome to the show Lindsay Gabbard and Fred Wool to learn more about the magic of horses and visit with them about their branded equine-based therapy services. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. So why don't we start out with Lindsay? So this is this is a new program. And Lindsay, what was the motivation behind getting this started? Yeah. So uh, I have a, always been a horse lover and a horse person and um, have a background in therapeutic riding. So um, using horses as a therapy tool for individuals with disabilities and, and different things like that. And then uh, a Mustang background too. So um, I went and got my master's in speech pathology and then I just kind of um, felt this calling, you know, uh, felt this. Um, God was, you know, knocking me over the head with it a couple of times. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I like to make sure that, you know, I'm really going in the right direction. And um, he said, put it all together, you know. So um, so we use horses as a therapy tool for individuals with all abilities. Uh, we offer speech, physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, therapeutic riding, so riding for individuals with with different abilities, and we also have a veteran and a first responder program as well. So uh, we take, you know, we uh, what we all know and love about our horses and um, help people heal and improve their quality of life, and um, and change a lot about themselves in the process of, um, you know, getting therapy and getting services and things like that too. So, so how did you get? This strange fella, Fred Wool, involved <laughs> with what you're doing. Oh, that's a great question. Um, the only reason I have for that is <laughs> is God. You know, we both ended up in this little town, uh, Harrison, Arkansas. We actually both go to the same church. Um, oh wow! We both are um, have the the Mustang, you know, um, background as well as as an equine background. And so I went to him one day and I said, Fred, this is what I'm thinking about. You know, I said, am I crazy? And he said, well, we're all a little crazy, but that doesn't mean we can do it. Um, And so um, I really, really have a heart for veterans um, and people who have served our community and our country. And I wanted to um, create a program in which that they could, um, we could help them in partnership with the horse. So, uh, Fred being the Mustang guy, uh, Fred and I c- created the um, program called Operation Branded. So we um, take a, a wild horse, um, so through partnership with the Mustang Heritage Foundation and the BLM, uh, we we connect a veteran or a first responder with a, a wild horse, a Mustang, and then through an eight-week process, we guide them through gentling the the Mustang. So they get to actually pick their horse out. We went to Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, and they got to pick their wild horse, um, and then they brought it back, and we 
um, provide our, at our facility, we kind of guide them through the process of, of gentling it. And in, in learning about, you know, the horse and body language, they build trust, they build connection, um, they build camaraderie. They're here um, with, they've become, even, we've, we started this program a few weeks ago. And even in the few weeks, it's, we've seen incredible progress in, in the lives of these veterans, their families say that they've changed already, uh, com- combating some of the symptoms of PTSD and anxiety and things like that. And then their horses are, you know, coming around too. So uh, we get to change the lives of those horses as well. So it's it's a wow. blessing for wow. sure. So. Well, Fred Wool is a longtime friend. And, uh, and Fred, for our audience out there around the world, was for a long time the chairman of the Bureau of Land Management's Wild Horse and Borough Advisory Board. So, Fred, you've had a you've had a heart for mustangs forever. Uh, I know Blue is near and dear to you, and you know you've done events at Branson, and, and uh, so I, 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 when Lindsay said this to you, are you crazy outside of agreeing with her? What do you think? Well, you know. Horses, especially wild mustangs, have a way of touching people and solving some problems. I've had, you know, over the years, I've dealt with lots of folks. I've been, I was a tip trainer, and a lot of the people that come and looked at my horses that I was trainer, that I was training, were veterans, and I could see there was a uh, relationship, a bond, a change in them with these horses. And so when Lindsay came to me with this, I thought, you know, I'd heard it. I mean, uh, the Mustang Heritage Foundation used to do this, and I was, uh, you know, uh, that was really good. And I I watched it, and I helped a little bit with it. And so when she came and mentioned it, I, I you know, I, you bet. I think we can do it. We'll we'll do whatever we can to make sure it does happen. And so that's what we do. It. You know, uh, horses have a way of changing everybody if you allow it. If you will bond with the horse, they will change you and they will change. And that's one of the things that has, you know, this has really done. These veterans that have been with this, they've been here now. This is their third week, going on their third week. The change that is this amazing? I mean, uh, uh, it's just in the horses and the veterans. L- Lindsay and I, when we talked about this and she wanted to do it and all this, she said, well, what we'll do is we'll just do t- training with the veterans two days a week. We'll do it Mondays and Fridays. <laughs> and then, and then okay. you and I, then you and I can work with the horses during the week and get them better. And that ain't what happened. Since this is done, it's just been amazing. Them veterans are there every day, and they're accepting oh, wow. their horse. They're, 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 they're actually making progress with their horse on their own without Lindsay and I telling them exactly what to do or how to do it. They are bonding, and, and it's just incredible. It's just, it makes you speechless to go out there and watch what is, what is, you know, is going on. And the change in the horses, the change in the veterans, uh, it just blows you away. Wow! So this is a, this is a relatively new, new program, and so you've been involved. I mean, you've been doing this with these veterans now for uh, a couple of weeks, and and one of the things that I found interesting was the fact that, 
and I don't know whether every veterans program does this or not, but I, I found it interesting that you actually took the veterans with you to Paul's Valley, didn't you? And let them select their Mustangs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Lindsay? Yeah, we, yeah, we did. We wanted them to be involved from the beginning. You know, um, we wanted them to have that opportunity to not only, you know, learn about the, you know, America's Mustang and 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 the process, you know, and the and all of the uh, elements that go along with adopting a wild Mustang. Um, but we wanted them to have in the game, you know, we wanted them to have uh, the opportunity to to read body language and learn about, you know, how to how to select them and things like that. Um, some of them listened and some of them didn't, you know. Uh, they made their own choices. Uh, some of them are, are a little further along because they picked real gentle ones, you know. Some of them are, are still not touching them yet. So, um, oh, wow. but it's it's an incredible uh it's an incredible process. I think it's teaching each one of them exactly the the things that they needed to do so um so we provide the program at no cost to them, and then we pay uh their adoption fee if they would like to adopt their horse after the program uh, and they have the oh, ability to and the space and and the approval from the b l m and things like that so um, so the the process can continue, you know, their their horse can can continue uh, to help them. Um, if they can't, they live in a subdivision or things like that. Um, we will adopt them out to to the general public with an open adoption contract, so that the veteran still gets updates on their horse, still gets to stay in touch, mm-hmm. um, and then they'll get to be a mentor for the hopefully the next round. So. Wow. This is, um, um. This is Bobby. If I can just jump in quickly, this is this is Bobby. It's so great to chat with both of you. Welcome. Hi. Thank <laughs> um, you. Uh, we've we've been blessed on this show to have the opportunity to speak with um, equine therapists and others involved in the same kind of work. And I think this program seems so um, unlike some because you're not working with horses that are um, already very familiar with working with veterans, you're working with horses that, um, that they, they are meeting each other (laughs) and learning about each other from the, you know, from the ground up. Um, and so I thought, I thought that was very interesting. Um, and that they're actually going to ride some, some programs we've chatted with, they just mostly do groundwork and the, and the veteran isn't necessarily, um, learn, learns how to, you know, learns how to ride. So I thought, oh, that's that's very cool about this particular yeah. program. <laughs> now we don't put um, our ther- we do therapy, you know, speech, PT, and OT, and we don't put them on our wild mustangs. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have therapy horses, um, and um, we have a couple mustangs that are actually uh, tame mustangs that are in our our therapy that serve as our therapy yeah. horses. Uh, we also offer a beginner kind of a, a horsemanship class so they can learn on our gentle horses too. But yeah, uh-huh. so our goal is to be able to take them through the whole process and um, allow them that experience um, all the way through. So. That's really wonderful. I saw on one of your, you have a, a very good Facebook page and I saw um, one of your posts was the Amazon wish list. Yes. Um, you want to tell us mm-hmm. some of the things that you're wishing for and how our listeners might be able to participate in that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so you can follow us on Facebook. Um, we try to post frequently about the progress of our veterans and their Mustangs along with our therapy program. It's called Branded Equine-Based Therapy Services. Um, so you can follow us on Facebook. You can also email us at info at brandedequinetherapy.org. Um, some of the ways people can help um, are, are buying some of those things. Uh, we go through a lot of, you know, um, halters and um, equipment and tack and things like that. Um, so those that can all be purchased on our Amazon wish list, which is a link on our Facebook page. Um, and sponsorships, you know, we, we provide these services uh, for free to these veterans. So any sponsorships or donation, big and small, are, are greatly appreciated. Um, so we feel like they've served us, and now this is our way to serve them. So um, mm-hmm. as you know, I'm sure our, you know, our hay bill was a little much this round. <laughs> so um, I'm sure everybody's feeling the same thing. But, um, but yeah, so we just we, we feel very blessed to be able to do this, and we appreciate any support that anybody can offer. So. It's kind of fun to see what you have there, and there's a, a wide uh, range of, of pricing and such. So yes. if you have yeah. a little Even bit, if you have a little bit, or yeah. you'd like to buy them um, – a very nice, it looks like an ice, uh, one of those professional ice makers, you know. Um, it yeah. looks like that's something else. I'm bear, sure you could all benefit. We need a couple bareback pads. Yeah, we need a couple bareback yeah. pads right bear now. And pads. some bridles and head stalls and halters are always good. Uh, you know, these sure. Mustangs, they go through halters <laughs> like crazy. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, we really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want to come back and talk a little bit more about how the veterans were selected for this first go-around and how people can get involved with what you're doing. But right now, let's take a listen to a song that my wife did, Mary Kay Holt. It's called We Dream of Horses. And, uh, Lindsay, I bet you dreamed of horses as well. <laughs> oh, always. <laughs> since, I was Here we go. since I can remember. Alright, we dream of four. Little boy tugged at his mama's hand to get that pony ride. A little scared when he climbed on, but when it was over he cried. All the way home in the car, he chanted that pony's name. Now every Christmas and birthday, his wish list is the same. He dreams of horses, and he hears them calling his name, and he Climbing right back on Shovel stalls hot hay in the snow Fed horses before dawn School bell rings when she's at the gate Calling that pony's name Years will come and years 
process um, and then we just kind of look at um, the you know their needs and, and their experience um, although we didn't require any horsemanship experience um, to begin with we wanted this program to be open to anybody that had the desire and the passion you know um, we we gave a little bit of preference to some people that could take their horses home at the end of the program but again, it wasn't a requirement. Um, so, um, so we just, uh, you know, we kind of did some interviews and things like that, and and chose. Uh, we started with six, and then ended up with a, a seventh. Um, he just went with us to Paul's Valley to to look, you know. <laughs> yeah. He was gonna do the next round, and then uh, and then ended up coming home with a Mustang. <laughs> so, uh, so we have seven. <laughs> Uh, we have seven wonderful veterans um, that are in our program. We have a, a Purple Heart recipient. Um, we have a brother and a sister uh, that are both veterans. Um, we just we just have a, a great group of of men and women. Oh, that's great. Now um, you say, Fred, that you can see the changes in these people already. 
in just two or three weeks. And what kind of changes are you seeing? Well, you need to understand that, you know, these these people that are working with these horses, being honest with you, they don't know which end of a horse gets up first. They don't know how many teeth the horse has. That you know, they don't know where the stifle is or anything like that. So they don't know really anything about a horse. And the, the change that has overcome with them, the way that they are beginning to work with that horse, learning about the horse, trusting that horse, and the horse is doing the same to them. It's just amazing. It just it just blows you away just to see some of this stuff. And and it's just like uh, you know I, I I mentioned a little bit earlier. Lindsay and I were going to work with the horses in between. We was going to have them there Mondays and Fridays. They're there twice a day. Oh, wow. They they feed them. They do everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it gives uh, them a a purpose, too. You know, one of the words I've heard thrown around a lot, too, is is that they have a purpose. You know, they have a passion, uh, something that they're in charge of, you know, and they're, they're taking pride in. You know, so give them something, get out of the house. They don't isolate. You know, they connect with the other veterans and their horses and our volunteers out here and things like that. You know, um, had that been things, uh, had that been a problem with some of the uh, some of the military people that they were kind of re- withdrawn, they were not mm-hmm. really yeah. engaged in yeah, the community. Definitely, there was one or two of them that uh, uh, just stayed at home. They they didn't didn't get out much. They were just you know, well, I'm not able to get out much. Well, <laughs> they're out now all the time. I mean, now they I mean, it just I mean, they're out there with those horses. I mean, it it, it just takes your breath away. I mean, it does. It does, and they're they're asking questions they're wanting to learn they're i mean and it's just uh uh the change that has overcome them is just incredible and it uh touches wow. your heart it touches i mean it just it i mean it does it does and you think about that horse how it has changed but it also mm-hmm. the veteran has changed i mean this is really a good program and it's uh uh i mean you know, and and it's it just fantastic yeah, stress and so this anxiety is, uh, too. Decrease in de- decrease in stress and anxiety has also been something that they've talked a lot about too. So. Wow, wow. So this is an eight-week program that they go through, and uh, so what what are the steps for these people? I'm sure you have certain steps that they move through each week or each day. What kind of steps are you implementing? Well, actually, to be quite frank with you, since we're plowing brand new ground with this, I mean, <laughs> we're we're actually learning just as much as 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 they are. But we're, you know, we're these horses we got, and I have to thank BLM because they really helped us marry up with some really good horses, and uh, they are working real well and as Lindsay said a lot of them have decided well I'm going to take this horse home with me it's going to go home with me it's it, it's it's wow. my horse now and so it's uh that wow. change right there is and so 
you know, every horse is different, and you have to learn to adapt and adjust, and every veteran that's working with these horses is different. Their approach to things are different. So Lindsay and I have to look at the, the veteran, look at the horse, and try to come up with a plan that will work between them two. Because you can't do the same thing, you know. It's it's, it's kind of like baking a cake, and I've mentioned this before. Sometimes you put the flour in the bowl first, then the eggs, then the milk, or you put the milk in the bowl first, then the eggs, then the milk. I, I mean, it doesn't matter what order it is. At the end of it, you still have a cake, and so we're having to adapt and adjust to try to meet the needs of both of the veteran and the horse to try to come up what is what is best for each of them. And as Lindsay had said. There's some of them that you can touch their horse, you can do anything like that, and there's some that they're still having trouble getting close to their horse. So it's one of those things where we just have to uh, work with them. So and, it's more and, individualized. Yeah. yeah. More individualized. Right. I can right. tell you I have a plan, but I can't tell you if it's really going to happen that day. <laughs> 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 so the goal well, is you, to, you know, get comfortable with them, you know, then work on, you know, touch, uh, being okay with, uh, you know, leading, haltering, those kinds of things. Um, but some days you just need to be, uh, there's one veteran that just brings a folding chair and sits in the pen with him, you know, and he said that's the best morning that he has had in a long time, you know, so it's, it's kind of whatever they need, whatever they both need. Uh, they learn at their, their own pace. Um, but, Hopefully, by the end of it, at least they'll all be to a place where they can be safe, gentle uh, horses that can uh, they can improve the lives of their horse, you know, as well. Uh, give their horse a new chance on life, too. So. That is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So, again, how can people get involved with, uh, with branded equine-based therapy services? Yeah, so um, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, um, Branded Equine-Based Therapy Services. We would um, be happy for you to uh, reach out, email us at info at brandedequinetherapy.org. Um, my phone number, our phone number at Branded is 248-709-3575. Um, we'd love for you to reach out, uh, follow us, support us, pray for us. Um, we, our goal eventually is to be able to have some, um, some tiny houses that veterans can come actually and complete our program, um, even if they don't live in this, in this Arkansas area. So that's a, bi- a big goal. Um, we'd love to cover our arena and build some of those houses so that we can serve more veterans um, and horses and things like that. Um, so hopefully, eventually, we'll be able to um, tell you we're ready for <laughs> uh, anybody nationwide to come come participate in our program. Oh, that's so cool. That is yeah. so cool. Well, good luck to you. Our prayers will be with you. We'll be following, and, 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 uh, and again, people can get involved by donations. Yeah. Let, let me prayers, share one thing with you. All right. Let me share something with you. An old cowboy poem I've done. When you see this old cowboy, just remember, I'm not ragged by my choice. I never meant to bow these legs or put this gravel in my voice. I'm just chasing what I really love, what's burning deep within my soul, helping veterans and wild horses. 
as down the road of life I go. Uh, that's mm-hmm. great, Fred. Great, great, Fred. That's wonderful. By the way, Fred came to Fred came to rendezvous a few years ago, uh, and he brought his pet skunk with him. So you may see that pet skunk <laughs> here out on, the, out on the trail. But he's a great poet and storyteller as well. And uh, anytime that you get to be involved with Fred Wool, I would encourage you to do that. But this is all about our military, our first responders, and helping them bring their lives back together and their families. And yes, it is. So we're going to close. We're going to close that and helping the Mustangs. You know, finding home. Oh, definitely helping Mustangs too. Yes. That's right. That's right. So we're going to close out this segment with a song from our friend Olivia Harms. It's called Traveling Soldier, and uh, it's all about giving back to the people that have given so much to us. Fred, Lindsay, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank Thank you you so so much much for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. Two days past 18, he was waiting for the bus in his army green, sat down in a booth. Cafe there gave his order to a girl with a bow in her hair. He's a little shy, so she gave him a smile. And he said, would you mind sitting down for a while? Talking to me, feeling a limbo. She said, I'm off in an hour and I know where we can go. So they went down and they sat on the pier. He said, I bet you got a boyfriend, but I don't care. I got no Send a letter to Would you mind if I send one back here to
Wild horses affect people's lives. 
and change people. Whether you're a, whether you're a soldier that suffered with PTSD or whether you're a should we say criminal, somebody with a criminal past that's in the program now, and uh, for many of those guys, it's just changed their life. They found a new profession. They found a new love. And uh, so we'll be talking with J.P. Dial next week on Saddle Up America, which will be a lot of fun. Well, again, it's been a fun time. Remember, Rendezvous 2022 is coming up. Visit our website, equestrianlegacy.net. Click on Rendezvous 2022 and make your reservations now because, Bobby, it will not be long till September 29th gets here. You know, time is it's going to so come quickly. so fast. Yeah. 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 August and, next uh, week. <laughs> man, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Um, yeah, it's just amazing. But uh, at West Shop, you got anything special going on there? Yes, actually, we just um, had a whole uh, kind of upgrade to the website. It has just a little bit different look. Um, it has a, a, a cleaner kind of look and the new fonts and a, a new contemporary, a little bit more contemporary logo. And um, we have continued to add all kinds of new things. Some of them are found on the homepage. If you kind of scroll down, you get purveyor's picks. And there's a couple of handbags and some men's shirts. And, um, yeah, it just has a whole new a whole new updo and use uh, coupon code radio and save $10 off a purchase of $75 or more. And of course, $98 and over always ships free and Christmas is not far away. You know, lots of places were doing Christmas in July, you know, July 24th, July 25th, you know, well, it was like 153 days to Christmas or something on the 25th of July. (laughs) So the countdown begins now. (laughs) It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, it excited me when you talked about your new font. You know, it's one of the great things you look for is a new font on the website. Well, is I think a little more re- readable. Not that it was. It's just you know, it's just a, it's just an updo, and it was it was time for a little bit for an updo. So um, we were glad to get that done last week. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. Well, be sure to check them out. Also, remember Bobby's new show starts Rendezvous with the Writer, August the fourth, next Thursday night, and that's at six Pacific time. Is that correct? Yes, <clears throat> six to six fifty Pacific time. And then the podcast, just like um, here with Equestrian Legacy, the podcast link will be available almost immediately up on our website. All right. Very, very cool. Do you have a closing thought for us today, Ms. Bell? I do. This is from Buckminster Fuller. The minute you begin to do what you really want to do, it's really a different kind of life. Join us next Thursday, beginning at noon Central Standard Time for the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle of America. And look for a brand-new show beginning this fall. Living Room Sessions is coming back on Saturday. Oh, yay. Equestrian Legacy Radio. So we're going to close out this show with a song from our friend Surrender Hill. That's Robin and Afton Salmon. And it's called Dusty Horse. Thanks for listening. Bobby, we'll see you next week. 
Take this dusty horse, ride it home. 